This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Eight-year-old Lorenza lived in Siena, Italy in the 14th century, and eight-year-old Lorenza was demon-possessed. Sometimes when we hear about demon possession, especially from biblical times or in the past, there are medical reasons. But this case of Lorenza's possession was documented, and there was no doubt that she was demon possessed. The little girl who was uneducated could speak fluent Latin. She could tell people their sins. She could tell people what they had done. She demonstrated without a doubt that she was possessed. And we know this because Father Raymond of Capua examined her and talked with her parents. And Father Raymond of Capua didn't have much to say about how to help her because the parents had done everything. They had gone to pilgrimages, to the shrines of saints. They had done novenas. They had taken her to a number of priests, himself included. And no one could free their little girl from the grip of this obstinate demon. So they decided to ask Catherine of Siena to help them. So a little bit about Catherine. She was a third order Dominican lay with a habit. She wore a Dominican habit. And this was a little different situation than what maybe we're used to. The Dominican lay group that she belonged to were a group of widows. So they had lived in the world. And once they became a widow, they wanted to be a Dominican, but they couldn't go be in a convent. Maybe they had children, they had families, they were connected in the regular world, and they could not go and and live a cloistered life at all. And so they wore the habit and they lived in their own homes. And so Catherine lived in her family home. She had a bedroom there and wore the habit and lived as a Dominican. She was known for her holiness and for her miracles. She had healed many people. She had multiplied food. She could read hearts. She could tell people their sins to help them bring them back to the faith. She even had raised the dead. And the Lord had her doing things that a woman of her time just didn't do, like go and tell the Pope in Avignon, France, that he needs to move the papacy back to Rome, things like that. She traveled. She instructed, she was involved in politics, but she was not a proud woman. She did everything because Jesus asked her to do it. It was out of complete obedience for him. But this is why this family, these parents, they wanted to get help from her. But when they would come to her house where she lived to bring their little girl, she'd know about it and she'd slip out the back door and she'd go away. She didn't want to deal with this little girl or the demon. And we have a quote from her because as it turns out, Father Raymond of Capua is her spiritual director. 
And so he wrote her biography. And so we have some quotes from her. And so when these parents were trying to solicit her help, she responded, quote, Alas, every day I am tormented by evil spirits. Do you think I want anybody else's? Unquote. And I think that's such a human response. I mean, she had to deal with her own demons. She just didn't want to deal with anyone else's. It makes perfect sense. We got to think about that. Sometimes every need that that we know about isn't something we need to address. Like Catherine, we need to be about the work that God has for us and not picking and choosing or responding to everything, but to see where he wants us to work. And at this point, he hadn't asked her to deal with this little girl, so she wasn't going to do it. But her spiritual director, Raymond of Capua, he felt sorry for the girl and for her parents. And so he asked Catherine to spend one night with the girl, with Lorenza. And so out of obedience, Catherine said, yes, I will spend one night with Lorenza. So the parents left her off and in the morning they picked her up and she was completely free of the grip of the demon. She was their perfect little girl that they had. They were very happy and off they went. So later, Raymond of Capua questioned Catherine. He wanted to know, how did you do it? When everything else failed, how did, how did you get rid of that demon? And so she told him. So through the night, there was this fierce battle and it was an extremely obstinate demon. And at one point, one point in the night, the demon says something to Catherine. And I've got the quote here because remember, we do have the biography. And here's the quote. He says to her, I cannot imagine anything more chilling than this. He says, if I come out of here, I will enter into you. That just is the most chilling thing I would ever hear. I cannot imagine anything that would make me more fearful than to hear from a demon with a demon's voice that I'm sure I'll come out of here, but I'm coming into you. That would be just awful. But her response, this is where we're getting to the, the meat of the story here, which is humility. Her response is so humble that it breaks the hold of the demon. And so I'm reading again from the, the biography that Raymond of Capua wrote. This is Catherine's response. Quote, if the Lord wills it so, and I know without his permission, you can do nothing. God forbid that I should prevent you or in any other way alienate myself from his will or set myself up against him. Unquote. So basically she's like, you know what? I'm all about obedience to God and whatever he wants, I'm not standing in his way, even if it means that you would inhabit me. That was her complete submissive response to the will of God. And that humble response is what broke the hold that that demon had on that little girl. And that's really the way it is. That's the power of humility. We want to think of the Virgin Mary. There was not a human being more humble than, than the Virgin Mary, completely receptive to whatever the Lord had for her. And so when we look at her canticle, we see something that gives us a little bit of a different idea. We read, the Virgin Mary said from the first chapter of Luke, behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. At first glance, that doesn't sound too humble. I mean, she's saying, all generations are going to call me blessed. You know, I'm going to be something in history. I mean, she's stating a fact, yes, but 
to our ears, maybe that doesn't sound so humble, but then she follows it up with the truth of who God is and who the source is. The mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. So it is humble because for one thing, it's the truth. The very simplest definition of humility comes from Teresa of Avila. And she said, humility is walking in the truth. Well, what is the truth? The truth is knowing who God is and who I am in relationship to him. He is the creator, omnipotent. He's everything. And really, we are creatures. We can't even take a breath if he forgets to think about us. We're completely and totally dependent. There's that truth. But there's more to it. We're incredibly precious to him. He demonstrated that on Calvary, suffered and died for us. So we have infinite value. He's bringing us into his family. So really, the whole truth of the matter is that we're completely creaturely, we're completely dependent, and yet we're completely loved and, and, and cherished by our Lord. And so that's the truth of the matter. Another truth of the matter is our creaturely equality with all other human beings. No one is any better or worth more than any other human being on this earth. And so when we're thinking about Teresa of Avila's definition, humility is walking into the truth, we think about who we are in relationship to God, who we are in relationship to one another. And when we get that right, we're humble. That's how we discover true humility. And so like the Virgin Mary can say, behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. And she's completely humble in that statement. And of course, we know she follows it up with references to God, the source, her source. Satan would tempt Catherine in two different ways, and he tempts us in the same ways. One, he would tempt her to a false sense of humility. And a false sense of humility really is pride. He would say to her, well, who do you think you are? Anyway, you can't do anything. And she would say, you're right, I can't do anything. I can't do anything without God. But with him, I can do anything. And I can do everything that he asks me. And so he'd get kind of frustrated with her. Well, he does the same to us. Have you ever thought or had someone say, oh, I could never be a saint? That sounds kind of humble. Well, I could never be a saint. Look at me. Well, you, you can be a saint. And I can be a saint too. God created us to become saints. And when we say something like, well, I could never be a saint, maybe not on purpose, maybe not directly, but we're calling God a liar. We're saying we know better than him. That's where the pride comes in. It's a twist. It's false humility. So she'd pass that test with Satan and, and you and I can too, if we, if we remember who God is and who we are and who our neighbor is. The second way that he would tempt her would be actually too pride because she was quite an accomplished woman. I, I mentioned some of the things that she had done in her life. A woman in the 14th century didn't travel around with an entourage and speak to politicians and rulers and popes and bishops, uh, giving them messages from God. A woman in her day just didn't have the freedom that she had to come and go and to do the things that she did. But she even raised someone from the dead. So with all these gifts, all these healings, her ecstasies, everything, she had a reputation. And so 
the devil would tempt her to pride as if, you know, she knew a lot and she knew better. So if somebody contradicted her or whatever, he's like, well, you know better. You're better than them. Look at you. Look how God uses you. And then she'd come back again and say, yes, I do those things, but only because the Lord empowers me, only because he enables me. I couldn't do any of this without him. And I do it in complete obedience. Catherine wasn't a feminine activist. She was humble. She did everything she did out of complete obedience, not because she thought that she should do things because she wanted to or because she was a woman or any other reason. Humility is the best weapon against evil. And so with these responses, um, we have again, we can go back to the, the biography that Raymond of Capua wrote, and he actually quotes a demon This demon was upset with Catherine because he couldn't trip her up because she kept the truth in front of her. Remember, that's the definition of humility. He said to her, quote, damnable woman, there is no getting at you. If I throw you down in confusion, you lift yourself up to mercy. If I exalt you, you throw yourself down, unquote. I sincerely thank you for joining me today. It's been my privilege and my mission I hope you were inspired towards everything that God has in store for your life. On our next program, we will discuss the power of developing a personal prayer life. This is Julian Durka with your next mission from God. Pray with me now. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.